and go. Okay, cool. All right. Hey there, spider people. I'm Brian. I'm John, I think. And we're finally back with the Tarantula Way podcast. Is that what it's called? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I know, right? I had to think about it for a minute. Uh, you, you really did. There was a pause. Here. <laughs> I had a little pause. This is, what? Is, oh, yeah, the, the Tarantula Way. Yeah, this is the uh, way, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's either been a long time or it's your early stage dementia setting. and We don't know which one. <laughs> we're finally back. After many, many delays and problems, and family problems, and equipment problems, and time problems, and problems problems, we're back exactly. to annoy you once again. 99 problems. 99 problems. <laughs> A bitch is probably one of them. <laughs> nope, that's not one of my problems. Oh. I'm lucky in that department. Mm-hmm. My little woman has been spoiling me lately. Oh. The, last, the last week, and she don't let me forget it either. <laughs> You've had it really easy the last week. I did a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of this. I'm like, yes, dear, thank you. I'm very appreciative. <laughs> so what's new with you, John Boy? Uh, I don't know what in our history tells you it's okay to call me John Boy, but... <laughs> It just came out. It doesn't work. I don't know where it came from. This podcast will turn into something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched the Waltons in many, many years, so I don't know where it came from. Whatever. Um, Still funny. Yeah, nothing much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, What about you? Well, I can tell you something that's new. Uh Uh-oh. Starting effective uh, 1-11-2023, Carabina Versicolors will be added to the CITES 2 list. Not the Versicolor. Yep. The Not Versicolor. the list. Yeah. It's out of pressure. <laughs> Not the list. The list. Oh, God. No. Why? So that'll make them in <laughs> high demand and low supply, at least for a while. Um. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to breed Versicolors, but, you know, they, they go in waves. And then, uh, you know, you got portions of the year that you can't hardly find them. But the price is going to go up on them. You so know is that. there like a set Versicolor season? <laughs> it's Versi season. Yeah, like spring, early summer. There'll be a lot of Versicolor sacks, and then there'll be none. <laughs> there'll be more in a few months later, but... Okay. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. And I don't see, I can't find any information saying anything else is being added, just that. Well, isn't that enough? You want more? Huh? You want more added? That's not enough for you? <laughs> I'm just surprised. Usually there's more than one that's added. Mm. I think that's quite enough. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want any more on there, but it seems like. There's usually like you know a handful like the like when they did the uh, um, Pokilotheria, there was like five or six to begin with. There goes my heater. So yeah, spider news. 
Oh, you, you've already ditched the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they suck, you know. Well, I think I that would be appropriate. Find one of those cards. I think if it sucks, it would be appropriate for a pocket. <laughs> for some reason, you seem like your volume is low. Uh-oh. I don't more know if you need to get closer or if it's my computer. Oh, no, it's my computer. More no, it's Clibber my computer. Oh, okay. So I can stop yeah. yelling in the microphone now? Yeah, it was a it was a Brian problem. <laughs> okay, Not to be confused other... with a brain problem, but sometimes they're hand in hand. You know, it's right. one of the same. Exactly. Human <laughs> error. So, in other spider news, uh, since Halloween was uh, just here and gone, I found terrifying rotting flesh wound. The U.S. spider with one hellish bite. Guess what spider Ooh. it is? Guess what spider it is? Um, give, me a, give me a second. Good grief. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Do, 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 the brown recluse. Ah, very good. Very good. <laughs> and I find this interesting. The brown recluse spider is native to the U.S. and has established itself in a number of states, including Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas. Cool. Every state around Michigan has it except for Michigan. No. And how many people have we have told us that they've been bitten by brown recluses in Michigan? Oh, oh come on. You know that. Every I've told we've been through this before. Everyone everyone's everyone's seen one. Everybody's uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins, next door neighbors, goat has been bitten by one. If you are in another country, say Europe or Asia, and you've been bitten by a brown recluse, please see us on Instagram at the Tarantula Way Podcast. Are you sure you <laughs> want to open like up that can of worms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Because everybody's gotten bitten by or knows somebody who's been bitten by a brown recluse. Now, there's a reason they call this a recluse spider. Can anybody guess why they call it a recluse spider? Oh, God. Well, well, let's start off first is that that it could be recluse, tomato, tomato. Okay, but recluse, recluse still says means the same thing. I, I have a story, too. I don't mean to hijack your question, but I have a story. I got bit by a brown recluse myself. <laughs> she, she, she was brown. She was reclusive. <laughs> She bit. Let me guess. It's your favorite uh, spider, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> your favorite spider to get bit by, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um yeah. I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna humor you and say, no, Brian, why do they call it recluse recluse? Please enlighten us. Because it's reclusive. <laughs> and, okay, do, so, and do you know what reclusive means? 
means that they don't like to be around anybody or anything else. They like to hide and be hidden all the time, preferably deeper in the ground under a heavy rock or stump or something like that. Or if somebody's shoe. No. <laughs> but every or time I did a reptile show in Michigan, somebody had another story about it. And, and my, my favorite story, and, and I... I was told to look this up because it's so true. I could never find any evidence of it on the internet. And if it's not on the internet, you know it can't be true. But that there was a building infested with brown recluses in uh, in Wald Lake, Michigan. Infested. Well, I, I actually heard that same story, but about some town in Indiana. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> when I was in, oh, I I believe was doing you. a, a I show believe in Fort you. Wayne. And then they had to, you know, it was like some kind of office building or something. And they had to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, evacuate and put the tent over it and and spray and you know, you know, I mean, you know, all that stuff, all the the chemicals and everything. All right, let me stop you right there. That I would love to see that, and I know that really happens, but I would love to see a tent over like a whole house. Like, oh, cool. right, and it's being fumigated. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be so cool. I've, I've never like, seen it know, in real life. Like... I've only seen it in movies and cartoons. And what do you feel like if your next door neighbor like has a tent over their house? It's like, well, should I get a tent? <laughs> I mean, are they going? Are they going to leave? Where's all the stuff going to run out? Exactly. Of so I, I think I need to get a tent too. I mean, everybody in the neighborhood Checks might need the to stuff get a coming tent. Coming out of your tent. Well, yeah. Now they did. This is supposedly a true thing here, where they stood. I know you saw during. And it's totally derailing the whole thing again. But sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the they there was a neighborhood here. What what was it? Was it? This, I think it's in the downriver area. I think where it was cockroaches shut down the whole. They they couldn't have uh, like trick or treating, just this year. Oh, that was in Brownstown. Yeah, yeah, that was Brownstown. That was Brownstown. They had to, because a house was so infested. Infested with cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole block or something had to had to not have trick or treating because the house was so infested with cockroaches. So you figure if cockroaches can shut down trick or treating, a, a, a tented house with brown recluses that can cancel Christmas, right? Right, I would think so. <laughs> I mean, and New Year's too. I think. Right, I mean, just, <laughs> there's no, there's no Christmas, there's no New Year's. I mean, Rosh Hashanah, whatever, it's going to shut it all down. Kwanzaa, it's history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't yeah, be shutting down Kwanzaa now. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know what Kwanzaa is. <laughs> of course, you don't. I would you. <laughs> All right, so uh, where were we? I don't even know now. So brown recluses, yeah. They're reclusive, and they will bite you, and it'll suck. But don't dig holes in the ground. You won't get hit by brown recluse, probably. So I don't think they're in your house. But sometimes there's occasions where you need to dig a hole in the ground. So. Well, sure, but be careful. I mean, I don't know. I just like the, the terrifying the, the headline. Terrifying rotting flesh wound. The U.S. spider with one hellish bite. I was actually going to, my second guess was going to be a jumping spider, but. <laughs> right. Because they are vicious, those jumping spiders. <laughs> and all the rays lately. Thank God nobody can get. They're the rays? All the rays. Oh. All right, that wrong. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yes, it is early for us here. In Detroit, Michigan. 
Metroid-ish. So the venom of the spider can cause damage to local tissue and may produce a variety of symptoms. In many cases, the individual who is bitten experiences no notable effects. <laughs> but other poor people <laughs> get big holes in their skin. I think it's. I don't believe it. I think it's a conspiracy. Entomologists, <laughs> uh, his best estimate was around ten to fifty percent of brown recluse bites lead to necrosis of some form. Death. <laughs> death. Yeah, and eventually uh, death. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, ask, okay. ask ask your doctor about reclusa. <laughs> in the 70s and the 80s it was the black widow everybody was afraid of but now it's the brown recluse the brown have you noticed a pattern here yeah. <laughs> it's a black widow brown recluse okay i oh, see <laughs> black people call them brown recluses too <laughs> the pc term is I, I don't african know the american <laughs> recluse African American <laughs> widow. <laughs> it's Mexican recluse. Brown. <laughs> I'm just saying. We do yeah. have a white lady dancing spider, though. <laughs> That's right. The white lady dancing <laughs> type of huntsman. But nobody's talking about it's killing anybody. So Weird spider that I never had before. And I did not have luck with it making a home in the cage I put it in. Oh, it's my same. That's been my uh, experience with white ladies. So <laughs> there you go. You see, <laughs> me too. I got me a black one. Brown one. I got me a brown one. See, move away, dog. Move away. <laughs> He's gonna bark at Mike. I know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll make that into a segment. We'll make right. that into a segment. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> I don't remember. We we oh, shut down Michigan. Halloween. Right. We can't. We canceled Christmas. We That's right, put tents right. over houses. I mean, we're in Michigan, anyways. Brown recluses are not as bad as everybody says they are. Only once in a while does the bite do that to people, and and most of the time it's not a brown recluse. I know someone who got bit by a house spider, and had a bad reaction to the venom. And went to the hospital, and they got it taken care of, and she went home for a couple months. And then she had another problem with the venom. A couple months later, had to go back to the hospital. It kept moving around her body into different organs and shutting things down and giving her problems and making her have to go to the hospital. And they don't know what kind of spider it was. They want to say, oh, probably a brown recluse, but, you know, I doubt it was a brown recluse. Or for our European friends, to hospital. <laughs> yeah, to hospital. Exactly. Without the in front of it. Exactly. It's a different. It's a different place. <laughs> I think it's better. You know, they're saying it here a lot now too. It's becoming the norm here now, mm. on the news and stuff like that. I, I hear it a lot. News and podcasts, everything. Everybody's saying hospital, university. They're not saying the hospital, the university. It's right. it's it's migrating to America. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Whatever. I'm yeah. all for losing a word, I guess. The will be gone in a, 10 years. I... <laughs> well, I'm sure it will be embraced with open arms by our general population because we are so known for being tolerant. 
an understanding of different museums from other places. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the metric system? <laughs> How many inches is in it? <laughs> How many inches is the metric system? What's that? That's right. That's right. What's a record? Oh. I still don't know how much a stone weighs. Or, yeah, stone. Yeah, is that what they say? 15 stone? I don't know how much 15 stone weighs. I don't know how many stone, how much a stone weighs. Depends on the stone, I think. <laughs> well, that's what I would have thought. So, when they say, you know, he weighs 20 stone, I don't I don't know how many stones that is. <laughs> I don't know. It depends It depends on how, how much the person weighed before they started smoking. I don't know. Right, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I still don't know how much a stone is. Maybe somebody can tell us. Instagram, the Tarantula Way Podcast. <laughs> Which one, Mick Jagger? Probably not very much. <laughs> if Danny from Keeper Cards, you're in, uh, you're in England, you could tell us. Message me, Danny. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can look up. How much and buy your Keeper Cards, by the way. Support Keeper Cards. They're really cool. But that's another podcast. Okay, so I think we're here today to talk about breeding tarantulas. I know we were supposed to talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to talk about something. Today. But we forgot how to do a podcast because. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I can sum it up for you. You need a male and a female. I don't know. Is that PC for me to even say? <laughs> No, you need a tarantula identifying as a male, <laughs> identifying as a female. And then, uh, so I thought it would be neat to uh, look this up on the internet, and I found WikiHow again, how to breed a tarantula. So I thought that would be fun, and uh, this was just updated. Oh God, you didn't warn me of these things. I hate when he doesn't warn me of things. Okay, whoever wrote what? this WikiHow article. That he's about to destroy or shred or whatever. I well, it might be fine. Not, I just, don't, I, just don't. I, I I was not warned. I have no prior knowledge of this. <laughs> Brian Olerich is solely responsible for this one. <laughs> okay, and this don't edit that out. Time. Don't you this edit that out. <laughs> 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 Brian, I am John, and I am totally fine with this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I approve this message. I did not. <laughs> okay, so I went to WikiHow, and this is co-authored by... Oh, my God. Madeline Criglow. Madeline Criglow. It was last updated on October 23, 2022, so it should be pretty up-to-date. So does that mean WikiHow and this person um, authored it? Who is the other author? It says co-authored. Anyways, I just want to see what their recommendations are so we can tell people, you know, hey, that's a good recommendation. You should follow that. Or we could say, so you've, hey, you you've, should kind of watch out for some of this stuff. So you've not read this? No. No, I skimmed through it a little bit, but I didn't read it, so I thought we so could do it together. So these are live and genuine reactions, folks. Where can, where else can you get this? <laughs> Nowhere. I'm telling yeah, you. I just I just kind of skimmed over it a little bit to see if you. I found a couple flaws already, but um. Oh my God! Again, <laughs> I had no prior knowledge of this. 
<laughs> My name is John, and I approve this message. No, <laughs> no. Okay, so even though there are over 800 species of tarantulas that you can keep as a pet, they all have very similar mating habits. Go figure. <laughs> so do humans. Uh, Dad, did. you've been hanging out with the wrong women. <laughs> is actually pretty easy. <laughs> breeding tarantulas is actually pretty. It's, it's, it's breeding them is not the hard part, really. I mean, kind of can be, but it's not really the hardest part of it. So, in order to successfully breed your tarantula, you need to have two of the same species. Now, this is important. That's not true. <laughs> it's it's true. You need to have two of the same species. We do not want any crossbreeding. It is not cool. It is not fun. But as far as to successfully it have it happen. Yes, but yes. we don't want to promote that worldwide <laughs> on our podcast, John. It's frowned hey. upon. You, you blacklisted. African-American listed. You could... <laughs> you, you, you critique the things you want to, and I will critique the things that I <laughs> I would never make hybrids, but I'm just saying, for but. you could. <laughs> so. And be done. <laughs> Don't do it. Um... So they need to be well cared for and well fed. Okay, so number one, start feeding the female tarantula more food between your before you breed her. Okay. Good idea. Okay. Yes, very good idea. You want her to be nice and fat and not hungry <laughs> when she meets the male. <laughs> if you want your male to survive. If you survive, please come again. Uh, introduce the male of the same species into the female's habitat. Yes, yes. Um, sure. Yes, yes. You don't need Many. you don't absolutely have to do it that way, but it's probably best. It, it seems like it works better that way. I've seen it done successfully with, you know, on neutral grounds or Yeah, I've seen it done I've seen it done many different ways, but the uh, probably the easiest way to get it done without getting your male eaten is to introduce the male into the female's habitat because that's the way it happens in the in the wild. The the females make a home Whoa. and they pretty much stay around there most of the time. I disagree with that just a little bit. Um, as far as not getting the male eaten, uh, honestly, it's probably best if you're more worried about the male not getting tagged. Um, Honestly, it seems like it would be best uh, somewhere else, neutral ground, more so. I but so. I don't know about I this as far as it. Out. I know, and 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 but you've you've gotten her out of her comfort zone as far as her, you know, uh, feeding kind of mode. Most of the time, from what I've seen, is they don't. It seems like more often than not in that type of uh, neutral setting, uh, I've never actually seen a male get get uh attacked but some t a lot of times the mating doesn't occur because you know his all her scent lines and stuff aren't down but um right but she's right. Out and she's more likely to kind of attack or, or ward off the male when he comes up to him and be mean to him and not, yeah not maybe him. maybe maybe not comply with him but as far as just grabbing him sometimes i've seen females more often and when they're all in enclosure they just like you know uh, ooh, I felt something. It's like move and grab it before they even knew what it was. Uh, 
Yeah, sometimes you can't put the male. You want to put the male in the opposite side of the female, where the female is located in the cage. Because if he drops in, she might think she's food and nab him right away. But if he drops in on the other side of the cage, he's got time to move around and give a, get a little dancing and shaking in so she knows it's him and not uh, not some cricket or roach or something. So basically what I'm saying is, from my experience, it's not – I don't think it's the best way as far as – to go as far as success. But I think, in my experience, <laughs> that – as far as not getting him attacked, sometimes it might be better. But I don't know. If you, I mean, if if egg sack is your ultimate goal, maybe yeah, you probably want to stick with that. <laughs> Put it in. I there. mean, really, if an egg sack is your ultimate goal, it's better to let the male get eaten, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a good. That'd be a controversial statement. Yeah, I don't know. Well, in, I don't know. in my experience. In breeding, nine times out of ten, I get an egg sack from a female that eats a male. Mm-hmm. I'm less likely to get one if the male gets away. I get them; they, they, you know, they make egg sacks if the male gets away. But, but like, I'm almost guaranteed to get an egg sack if she eats the male. Mm-hmm. She gets really fat, makes the sack nice, and you know whether the sack is good is is you know how she laid it and there's all kinds of things that can go into that but i mean i get if the male gets eaten i'm almost guaranteed to get an egg sack from her. so now we've just spawned a whole bunch of people who are going to kill all the males on purpose eat that male on an egg sack. <laughs> i mean you know the only reason i don't want the male to get eaten is if i got a buddy like you or somebody who's got another female or two or if i've got multiple females if i've got one female and no real options i mean i of course i could put the male on the internet or something and maybe get somebody to do a loan um but i don't usually have a lot of luck with those turning out but um if uh yeah if i only got one male and one female and i, I want her to eat them i, I do well, I mean, how about what about males lives matter too how <laughs> about that male is not gonna live I, i'm here to stand up for all the men out there for all the males <laughs> yeah men but not tarantulas i mean once we're all mature, we're all brothers clock is ticking man we're all brothers yeah, I mean, that's a more honorable death to get eaten by a female than to get just waste away in the wild yeah. You want an honorable death? You go no. in there head first. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, was that the yeah. end? Oh, that was a very cool wiki how. I think they pretty much covered everything. No, that wasn't. Uh, and I'm just trying to oh, okay. get my my computer's acting crazy. I need to get. I need. To... It's not crazy. It's mentally. Mental illness is not crazy. <laughs> okay, Mr. Politically Correct. <laughs> this is John, Mr. Politically Correct. <laughs> it's my new thing. <laughs> okay, so then step three says, step step, step two is to put the male the female, and then... Are there you like 12 steps? I missed it. Are there like 12 steps? Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, four... No, there's only five. No, what? four. <laughs> what kind of program is this? Four steps to breathe. <laughs> Twelve steps. So what step are we on? What's that? What step are we on? Uh, we're on step three. <laughs> How many crickets do you have? 
I just hear them all. Uh, a thousand that are big enough to crack to, to chirp. <laughs> are they sitting right next to the microphone? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's just like I knew our podcast was boring, but it's like you literally hear crickets. (laughs) It works good when the jokes don't fly. (laughs) Yeah, they are pretty loud. I didn't even notice them until you said something. Now I can't stop hearing them. Oh, don't blame me for it. (laughs) All right. All right, my computer's being stupid. Can you still hear me? I can now a while back there. I don't know if you weren't talking or I couldn't hear you. I don't know. I think I just wasn't talking. Oh. All right. I just had to, tur- I had to turn off turn off the internet. Something keeps using up all my CPU stuff and making my computer go slow and my audio sound weird. And you two, you're coming in. But that shouldn't be on the recording, though. So anyway, step three is save the mail. <laughs> I told you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank well, yeah, you, WikiHow. Try to save the mail. For, I mean, if you can, if you need it, you want That's to. That's not you, what I heard you say. <laughs> you want to if you can. But if you can't, then you got to. I mean, if you don't need the mail, then you don't have to worry about that. But if you want to keep the mail around for longer, then you've got to try to save them, of course, because he's going to get eaten. Hello, beautiful wife. How are you today? Interrupting my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Finally get to do this after months and months. And you're I'm going to make your breakfast in just a little while. It's very early yet. So don't worry. Your breakfast is coming soon. <laughs> you know it, right? I'll go. I got to edit all this out. I love you so much. Ah, see. Getting edited. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I don't I need to just like not let you edit I'm going to edit the stuff and I'm going to edit my way because the well, evil good, the edits the editing stuff every month the evil editing is what happens it's like <laughs> yeah, I edit it to make you look bad and make me exactly look exactly what happens I, well, of course racist editing <laughs> it probably is so but coming to a theater near you all right uh yeah, so step three is save the mail. Yeah, if you can save the mail, save the mail. Me, if I want to save it, I'll save it. If I don't need it, then let them eat it because I'll probably get an egg sack if she eats it. And Always save the mail. <laughs> and then step four, wait and I'm wait. Pro, I'm pro-life, save the mail. And wait and wait and wait, Right. It's the big, long waiting game. And then, you know, you're going to go on the internet and you're going to go, how long is the gestation period for so-and-so tarantula after breeding? And I'm here to tell you, there is no set gestation period for any of these darn spiders. They will make an egg sac when they damn well please. And that's all there is. (laughs) Agree? Disagree? It doesn't matter. You'll edit my answer out. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I will not. It's not about it doesn't me. Even right. matter. I'm only telling people what my experiences are. You're telling people what your experiences are. It's a, nothing is set in stone. But I've never seen any. I've bred. I've bred OBTs probably more than any other tarantula. That's Terranicillus marinus for anybody who don't know what an OBT is. So I bred those more than any other spider, and it's never been a set time. 
it can take them it can take a week to a year to make an egg sac i've had spiders make an egg sac exactly a week after being mated <clears throat> so the one take nine months to make an egg sac the species that i've successfully bred the most because unsuccessfully i know which one that i've attempted the most <laughs> but Yep. <laughs> but but as far as successfully, it was definitely hands down. Well, it used to be a bracky, but Tlitakato. <laughs> Baggins. 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 Oh my God. I must have I don't know. More than more than half a dozen for sure. Well see the problem is is with reptiles. You can set a temperature. I mean, you can mate your snake, and you know in so many days you're going to get eggs or you're not going to get eggs. You know. It's, it, it's set. You can tell what time it's going to come. You can set the temperature and get males and females. There's a whole, bunch of, there's a whole bunch of boa constrictor breeders laughing right now at that statement. But keep going. <laughs> I don't know. From what I read, I don't do a lot of reptile uh, yeah, uh, research, but uh, – but I mean, from what I can see, you guys can, you know, you, you if you incubate the eggs at this temperature for so many days, you're going to have babies. That's how long it, long it takes. Yeah, well, but, boa constrictors don't lay eggs, so that's a little different. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the egg layers. Okay? Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know about the, 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 the ones that are born like that. I don't, I don't know if there's anything set on those. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's like women are nine months with humans. I'm sure. They have a few months and then they're done, right? There's a lot of women out there laughing right now. No, just... <laughs> That's not true. It doesn't go longer than nine months. Come on now. Oh, I know lots of. I know people that have gone longer than nine months, and then there's well, also many. Usually, the doctors there. will induce and take. Yeah, yeah sometimes well, they don't usually mess around with that. They, I, yeah, personal close friends. They let them go longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not 10, 11, 12 months. I mean, come on. Oh, you no. can go a couple weeks. You can't go too much longer. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking like, you know, with, with, with a, you made a tarantula, it could be up to a year before you see an egg sac. That's true. That, that's not, you know, that's the biggest diff, the biggest uh, disparity that I've had happen was uh, Gramostola pulchropes. Um, I bred. They use the same male with two different females. Maybe uh, it had to probably be about, I don't know, a week apart from each other. And one of them made an egg sack in four weeks. And the other one made one in like 11 months. <laughs> from the same, you know, from that same male about a week apart. Yeah. So you know you you don't know where the female spider is in her cycle, and maybe she hasn't developed eggs yet inside her. She's got to do that yet. You know, sometimes they're fat and they're they already got some eggs going in there, and then once you once you inseminate them, they they you know the eggs start to grow inside them. They get a little fatter, and boom, it's gone. I had one spider. It was a Laziador. I bred it, and one week later, it made a big fat sack. Big one fat week sack. Big fat sack, and I never, I've never had one go that fast before, before that or after that, as a matter of fact. But that one was really fast, and like I said, the Rufalata, I bred it, I bred it and bred it and bred it, and nine months later, it made an egg sack. No, I had one to so that yeah, 11, 11 months, and then four weeks was the other female, and it wasn't a conditions thing because they were sitting right next to each other, and you know their containers were literally right next to each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my collection is consistently all consistent. I mean, they're all kept basically the same. Some have a little more moisture than others, but that's about it. I, Temperature wise and everything else, everything's on the same level here. So I have noticed though, from just moving, you know, relocating houses, like as far as me moving, um, and to have to really, you know, take my collection and have it under different. You know, I don't even know. I try to keep the certain, you know, the conditions the same, but you know, you move to a different house and you have it in a different part of the house, or I don't know. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've noticed that sometimes that. certain species, it seems as though I have better luck with certain uh, a certain species or a genus in a certain location, and then I move someplace else, and it's like, and then that thing stops. You know, I stop having as much luck with that. And then it's like something else is works out better from whatever conditions they're under. Yeah, and, and well, like like all my stuff is in the basement, so I've got a furnace down here. The heat comes from one one of two vents that blow in the basement down here. So, I mean, after I breed something, I will move it closer to <laughs> to the heater sometimes, just mm. to warm, just to up the temperature. It only ups it a couple degrees. It's not like a major. A major difference but i will move them a little closer and uh the egg sacs i'll take upstairs into the regular part of the house just because that's like closer to 70 all the time down here is a little cooler in the basement so i'll do that but i mean for the most part as far as the breeding uh, the, the conditions are pretty much the same but i can have way different gestation times as, as people put it gestation periods but i always see that like people constantly ask me how long does it take to get an egg sac after i breed this spider and i always have the same answer one week to one year <laughs> and then once you get the the egg sac so now she makes an egg sac or okay now she makes a big web the female makes a big web and you're you know you're oh she's gonna make an egg sac she's gonna make an egg sac but Sometimes she molts. It's a a molting mat. Sometimes it's a molting mat, and it's very disappointing and discouraging. I know, I know that story. Yeah, I've seen that show before. Right? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen all the reruns too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean that that can happen. But otherwise, she, uh, if she's gonna make an egg sack, she will probably make a little bit of a bowl into the dirt. And she'll make a whole bunch of web, and she'll hang it from the hang it from the ceiling, and she'll be in the middle of it, and uh, it'll be like a little bowl down in the bottom, and she'll put some eggs. So wait, she in digs in the dirt. Digs in the dirt. Is there brown whatever. recluses in there? <laughs> well, <it's> <laughs> they're getting creeping ulcerations of the skin while she's grabbing them. Yeah, that would be cool though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would not. <laughs> That's a bad movie, John. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something you'd watch. So usually they'll dig, dig like a hole or, or, or a divot in the dirt, and they'll make a, a web mat. And then after the web mat, they start hanging some curtains. And then they stand in the middle of this upside-down tent, and they will uh, squirt eggs out of their abdomen. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it looks like egg soup. It looks like soup with eggs floating in it. Oh, squirt eggs. Oh. Well, that's what they do. Oh, it's just your 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 top of squad over the whole descriptors. Uh, <laughs> she will deposit eggs in the there. We go. Of the web. <laughs> squirt. 
<laughs> with a squirting sensation. And then, <laughs> and, and, then uh, and then she'll take those uh, curtains that she's hung up and she'll wrap it up into a ball if you're lucky and all the eggs will be wrapped up inside it. If you're lucky, sometimes they don't quite get that right. Sometimes they wrap up the they wrap up they put the eggs on the floor next to the mat and they wrap up an empty egg sack. Oh God, I had a, I had a pamphlebedius do that, and she carried around this empty sack for thirty days. Or the rose hair that I had that wrapped up her, she wrapped up the eggs inside of there, but she missed the spot, and there's a big hole, and she's walking around dropping eggs all over the cage. But the thing Eventually, is, I an empty sack. <laughs> I never even found if she if she deposited eggs i never found where she did it and, oh, oh yeah. and there's the, and there's the empty egg sack right? yeah it was they, just empty put eggs in it they just wrap it up and, they forget and, the, and it's they just like layer sack. after layer of web and it's like i'm like okay wait because i was like all happy because like pamphobedius and antinous and i'm like oh wow i'm finally gonna breathe this oh, and it's you, like once you took it you didn't feel it was like nothing in there because usually you could feel the the weight at the bottom when you know like there's something in there look <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't weigh it to see how many stone it was <laughs> i just I just went layer i just started opening layers and it was like the, it was like the kid on tv that they give a box inside of a box inside of a box for christmas and it's just empty <laughs> right the nesting boxes yeah um no that uh yeah, I mean, you should be able to tell when you take the egg from the the egg sack from the spider that there's nothing in it. It's like it's like a feather floating in the air. <laughs> didn't know how many stone it was. <laughs> I didn't check. And then once you have an egg sack, there's there's the waiting and the waiting. Now, different species take different uh, time periods to uh, to to develop all the way. I mean, like your your versicolors and your uh, your avicularias, those take about sixty days, and they're like second instar. But uh, your pamphobedius, uh, your larger spiders, the therophosa, pamphobedius, anestis, those guys, oh man, they take like three to five months to get, get the second instar. So I've never act. I'm not as diligent as I should be about as far as uh, record keeping. So I don't. I'm. Not, I, I have noticed that some of them develop faster, but I've never actually written down any type of uh, uh, exact no amount of days or what what conditions I was keeping them under for it to happen and how it affected. I, I don't, I've never done any of that. No, so, but I, I've read other people's accounts of how long it takes. And uh, and then I mean, I don't. I I just have a little calendar that I mark the day that I want to pull the egg sack, and then I mark the day that I'm that I'm checking it for, uh, you know, how many days I want to wait, you know, what date I want to check it to see if it's ready and that kind of stuff. But I don't I don't usually, I usually just give it thirty days, and then I pull the sack, and then I give it thirty days, and I. I mean, I, I lie. I check it like every day, but <laughs> after 30 days, I expect some kind of uh, change from from eggs with legs to first instar or something like that, and then another 30 days to do that again. But then, um, for most of them, and then uh, some of them take uh, from first instar to second instar, it takes them two months to go that long, and sometimes three months to go to second instar. So it's a uh, 
it's it, it can be nerve wracking when you've bred certain spiders and it takes this long, and then you've you, you now you've you've bred something bigger and different that you're not used to dealing with. You're like, why aren't these working? Why aren't these working? Now, there was, I think this has only happened to me one time, but there was one time that the spiders went from eggs to eggs with legs, which this is the stages. They're eggs. And then they're eggs with legs. So they molt and they have little legs, but their bodies are just still a round ball like an egg and their legs can't even touch the ground. Or some people refer to them as nymphs. Nymphs. That's right. Nymphs. I forgot about nymphs. Yes, they're nymphs. Um, They kind of look like a spider, but they're not quite a spider yet. And then then they molt again and they become what we call first instar. And they still have the color of the egg, which is the whitish, yellowish color. But they uh, have a a spider body, and the legs can touch the ground, and they can actually walk around and stuff, and look like a real spider now. And then, hopefully, after sixty, or after thirty days for some spiders, after sixty days for other spiders, after ninety days or more for larger spiders, um, it can. Uh, they will go to second in star, which they will have all their hair and their color, and they will be ready to eat shortly in a few weeks. Have you have, have you seen any research or anything as far as does temperature play a part in how long it takes to get from that stage to the next stage? Um, I can't remember if I've seen any, uh, you know, anything in research, but I can tell you from my own experience, yes, it does make yeah, a difference. I would I would think that it would. Yeah, it does. Uh, hatching things in my basement, I realized early on that uh, it was it was taking a long time, and everything I had read about this—I can't remember what species it was at the time—but everything I had read about the species said it should be it should be you know going at this time, and it wasn't going. They did all they all did make it to second instar, but it took uh, an extra month, and that was I was keeping them in the basement at the time and so they were still the same temperature everything else uh after that uh and in most of my breeding and uh egg sac hatching is in the winter time uh i don't get too many in the summer i get a few here and there in the summer and the fall but most of them hatch in the winter and early spring mm-hmm. and so <laughs> i started moving them upstairs putting them like on top of the refrigerator or something like that where there's heat from the refrigerator and there's heat from the, the just being upstairs is, is five degrees uh warmer and that did uh, that did make it go faster. It definitely did make the process go a little faster. So I did get an incubator after a while, so so I could keep everything down here. And that that works out really well. Keeps regulates the temperature for me really good and everything. Um, but I did have one instance, and I, I'm I'm still really not quite sure why it happened. But the babies went to first instar. They all got really dark mm-hmm. but what species it. was this i don't remember what species it was now mm. i want to say it was like a chylobrachis or something like that mm. and uh they went to they went to the nymph stage they went to first instar no problem no deaths no bad molts nothing like that and then they they they, they went the time period to go to second instar they started to darken up and they got dark and dark and they got really really black and then they never molted, and they just died. <laughs> and the humidity was the same. The temperature was the same for anything else I had done. And it just for some reason, I could, none. I think I think maybe two or three of them actually molted. None of the other ones did. They just ended up dying. Mm. 
they were that jet shiny black like they're gonna molt any second now no sir didn't get but one or two slings out of it and they all died and with that the meeting's gonna end in 10 minutes again really wow this is really long <laughs> yeah um Okay, so uh, can you can you continue this later on this afternoon, like early afternoon, like eleven, ish? Maybe. Maybe. Yep. All right, so let's end it here, and then we'll. Okay, so John and I were using Zoom, and we kept running out of time and having to restart meetings. We ended up finishing this later, and we got confused on where we ended off, and we couldn't listen to the recording at the time, so we recorded a whole bunch of stuff that we had already covered. But I thought it turned out pretty good, so I'm going to tack it on to the end of this episode. So uh, if you uh, if you aren't bored yet, there's some more uh, kind of funny stuff and informative stuff coming up. I think uh, this second time we recorded, we covered some stuff we missed on the fir first opportunity. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this. I know this one's a little long, but uh, what the heck, you know, we're not professional podcasters by any means. <laughs> so enjoy. Okay, so we've talked about how to put the male in with the female or the female in with the male and all that. So now you have to get them to do it. Generally, if you put the male in with the female, He'll pick up that she's in there and uh, start his little dance and head over to her. But not little, what does this little dance look like? <laughs> Is it a salsa, maybe? <laughs> it's a polka. <laughs> <laughs> really? I never, pictured, I never pictured tarantulas as like polka people. <laughs> Go with jig. The tarantula does a little jig. Dances around, feels around on the web. Shaking the uh, shaking his body, tapping his legs and pedipalps. <laughs> it's quite an ordeal. It sounds like it. <laughs> and then sometimes the female will respond. Well, she'll she'll sometimes drum. That's usually a good indication, but not always. But yeah, drum. Yeah, Pat sometimes. <laughs> Not Sometimes they don't drum. In for yeah, I, I've had that happen. She she drums and um, yeah, and then she eats him. He goes right to her. And she says, oh. <laughs> "Right, yeah. it ain't free." Uh, I've had that happen before, and it's always expensive or hard to find males that that happens. But it seems like I guess that could be like a reason why they're or expensive or hard never, to find. You know, you, you figure you'll never be able to find it. Yes, usually because it's hard to breed them. They either eat males or, right. or uh, yeah. So you know, if your male gets in there, he'll do his thing, and and uh, and then he's gonna run. <laughs> he's gonna turn and well, run. Well, we should he's probably describe it. the process that he's gonna like lift up her front legs. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to know what it looks like, I guess, a little bit. Be better. Just, just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, picture Lots this. Lots of videos of this on my YouTube. <laughs> That's for sure. Picture this. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so go. the female and the male will come together face, face to face. To face. Right. Although I had one that face was insistent upon, he was a backdoor man. <laughs> it never worked out. But, oh, really? Know, yeah, Pamphobedius and Tinnitus. Really? Always came out behind her, huh? Yep. Every time. That doesn't usually end. <laughs> so. That ends badly. 
Yeah, so a couple things can happen. A couple because there's different ways that different tarantulas meet. If it's something that's uh, more of a gentle spider, like a gramostula or a pamphlobedius, they're gonna look like they're trying to kill each other. They come together hard and look like they're fighting, but their legs are up together, and they're they're tapping each other's legs. And then and then the the male's trying to lift up the female, and the female's you know wiggling her legs and trying to let let him putting her fangs out, letting him lift her up by her fangs. With the hooks on his legs that's what the hooks are for generally if they have hooks well, i was about to say yeah, some of them right yeah some of them don't have them yeah but most of them do and then yeah so they cap the fangs lift the female up stick their pedipalps underneath and try to get that little uh turkey baster in there technical terms john <laughs> uh i think it's in emboli yeah, and he tries to inseminate the female that way. And like I said, into they can her ep really epigynum. <laughs> epigynum. Epigynum. And, uh, <laughs> and then other spiders that you might think would like be terrifying to breed, like orange bitey things, Pteranochylus marinus, uh, they come together usually really gently, and they hang out together. They cuddle afterwards. Some, I've had males live with the females all through the egg sac process, even after the babies have hatched and not eaten them. Mm. It was very weird. So it's just, <laughs> everybody's just getting along. Just one big old cuddle puddle. I kept trying to get the male out of the cage, but I didn't want to destroy the web and all that stuff because the babies are in there and, and, uh, and they're, you know, they weren't ready to go yet. They were first in star. And all through the process, she had the egg sac. I didn't want to disturb her too much. Every time I tried to grab that male, he'd jump back in the hole. And, uh, yeah, it was a pain, so I, you know, I was just uh, watching and praying <laughs> that he didn't spaz out one day and kill everybody. And considering, and considering Brian's not religious at all, the praying thing right? really says something. Spider gods. <laughs> praying to the spider gods. You know that. Praying to the spider gods. And, uh, right, so, uh, you know, you got to let them do their thing. Uh, you want to watch if, if you're going to need experience for this, but you know, you want to try to watch if you don't want your male to get, uh, munched, you want to you know really watch when they come, come apart, be ready to separate them with something, uh, a pair of tongs. Uh, uh, sometimes I use a, a, a small square piece of foam to stick between them gently. So I usually, uh, I usually get a whip and a chair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get dollhouse size whips and chairs and give it to them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right, but try your best to get the male out. Now, for me, if it's, you know, if I don't have other females to inseminate, if I don't have, if I, or, or somebody waiting to use my male because, you know, it's a super rare male or something, we want to get as much as we can out of it. Or, uh, you know, if, if it's a common or something, if I just don't care about the male, then I'll just see what happens let nature take its course um, i always save the save the male <laughs> if i can save I, the male i'm saving the male i don't and i don't usually get too upset if the male gets eaten even if i kind of still need them because 90 percent of the time if my female eats my male i get an egg sac i can't say that if they don't eat the male i have less chance if they don't eat the male, but if they eat the male, I, I get, most of the time I get an egg sac. Save me. 
<laughs> yeah, you should save the mail, I guess. I mean, <clears throat> I usually try to save the mail for the first couple times, but if they if I only have one female and they've been together three or four times and I've watched the uh, uh, insertion happen with my own two eyeballs, then I, you know, I'll, you know, if you want to eat them, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, generally try to save the mail. Oh. And then it's pretty much the waiting, right? Yep. The waiting game. And, uh, and this is the part, this is kind of the part that I hate because I always get these questions and and, uh, and there's there's really no answer for it. I mean, there's guesstimations and you can look back at your records and see how what you did and how long it took and all that. But how long does it take to get an egg sack from the time you mate them? I, in my experience, could be one week to one year. I've never had one one week. Of this, the quickest I've had one was, I think, three or four weeks. Was two to four weeks. I've never had one as, as as soon as a week, and the latest was eleven months. And and that, and the funny thing is, those were the same species bred with the same male, and they were bred just days apart, literally. And the one made an exec within weeks, and the other one took eleven months. And that was uh, Grandma stole a poker piece for me. Yeah, I had uh, Elasiodora. I tried to mate it with the male, uh, and the male, uh, I think, no, the female wasn't interested. So I waited a week, fed her a little more, put the male back in with her. They went right to it. Like, he went right in there. Bam! It was like uh, maybe a minute to two minutes max of the whole thing, and he was running out of there. I collected him, and I was going to wait another week to... Uh, and try them again to make sure he, you know, he was loaded and got a good insert and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when I went to go put him in there again, she was she was digging a hole and making a bowl, making uh, starting to build an egg sack. And then you know within a couple of days she had an egg sack. So you know a little more than a week, a week and a couple of days she had an egg sack. I was like, no way. Yeah, that's that's crazy. She was really fat though. I mean, she kind of looked like she was like gravid. Like she was, she must have had eggs in her, and I got them with her just in time, probably, or she would have made like a phantom sack with no, no, uh, no sperm. That wouldn't have been no good. Oh no! I hear phantom babies go for a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> if you can find them. <laughs> well, that's the that's the, that's the trick. <laughs> They're like Pokemon. You just sell the no, you sell the vial, and it's in there. <laughs> phantom <babies>. right <laughs> you got to be careful when you feed and water it it might come out you won't see it right so like with a lot of reptiles i know there's like you guys can kind of set your dates to it you know you breed them here mm -hmm. this time of year they're gonna make they're gonna drop eggs this, this after so many weeks or months or whatever and then uh you know and then a certain amount of time those eggs are gonna hatch and based on temperature really um tarantulas kind of work that way but there is no like set time period for uh exactly how long it'll take uh temperature i guess will have a little bit to do with it but um like higher temperatures speed up the process a little bit but it also can make your your process like a pain in the butt too <laughs> you can get molds and stuff pretty easily um, but 
Yeah, I mean, like some species, like uh, pink toes, generally take about two months for them to hatch afterwards. That's about the uh, the best I can tell you on something like that. But like gestation period, like how long it takes, it I can never tell you that. But so I'm, and I, and I once like the exactly, I like that? to I like to add that you know, yeah, that's that's true, especially from what we know now. But I just I, I like to think that. Obviously, in the wild, there's this particular season and everything, and and you know because if you get ever get wild caught stuff in, well, it's like a particular time of year that they a lot of them a lot of times they come in and grab it and things like that. Um, I'm thinking maybe it's just you know that we haven't recreated the same whatever conditions parameters that there exist out there, and maybe there is a gestation period. I don't know. You know, that's just me guessing. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many. How oh, many I get you. Well, there's definitely a season. There's definitely right. the, there's definitely a season for them to breed. And in captivity, you know, I know that like uh, I have really good luck with Pamphobedius breeding them this time of year and getting egg sacs uh, in like February and March and stuff like that, getting close to spring. And I don't know how many if there's been any like studies done as far as in the wild. I'm sure it probably has, and I'm just not. You know, I'm just ignorant of the studies, but. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if, I doubt if, there's been any studies on that in a while. I mean, that's a hard thing to study in the wild. It w maybe. Yeah, it seems like it would be, but yeah, yeah I doubt it because there's been there's been pretty little study on like behavior and stuff, as far as I know. In the wild, it's, it's hard to get money for that. I would believe it's not yeah, that well, important. Well, yeah, that's all I've, I just was wanted to interject that. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I'm just you know, for captive breeding like snakes and stuff like that, if you hatch the eggs at this temperature for this amount of time, you're gonna get males, and if you do it for this way, you're gonna get females, and like there's there's a lot of crazy stuff you can do with that. I haven't found out that to be true with, with tarantulas uh, in my experience. Nothing that I can like put a pattern on or anything. Right. Um. I, yeah, I can tell you like if you breed um, Avicularia, she makes an egg sac. It's gonna be about two months before they're like second instar. If it's something a little, if it's something bigger, like Laziodora is going to be more like three months, and Pamphobetus is going to be more like four to five months before you have second instar babies ready to go, separate, and that kind of thing. Well, as far as genders uh, like and ratios, take like two months. As far as genders and ratios, uh, I, I have found. I haven't seen. I haven't, but I've not. You know, you got to keep a egg sack and raise them all up to sex them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. As so far as I haven't found like that i was going to say <laughs> as far as genders and ratios go i i think that um I, I found that it depends on the price of the tarantula so if it's if it's moderately expensive to expensive then you'll get more male <laughs> almost a hundred percent yeah that's probably true <laughs> yeah, just... that's probably true <laughs> i'm just <laughs> <laughs> I never know, you know, you never know. We've we've had all kinds of experiences buying even babies and getting all males or, you know, high percentage of males and low percentage of females or one of us will get a high percentage of male and the other one will get a high percentage of females. And we buy, you know, we buy them from the same place. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's hard to say what's going to happen there. But people always want to know how long, how long, how long till this happens, how long till this happens. It's just like you for me, I just check them every day. <laughs> check the babies every day, see what they're like. And then I guess we should talk about that. Um, what to do when you get an egg sac? Do you leave it with the female? Do you take it and incubate it? How do you do that kind of stuff? 
Uh, what do you do, John? I do. I do both. I leave it. I leave it with the female for a certain length of time, and then I take it. So, okay. I leave it for about for for roughly about twenty five, twenty six days usually, and then I take it yep. and incubate it. Yeah. I generally do that unless it's something like uh, OBTs. Uh, certain species I, I let hatch with the mom because it's just I know it, it usually goes better. I mean, it can. It just goes easier, I guess. I've only ever done that once, and I ended up with uh, feather legs in my house. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> once you get an egg sac, uh, you know, it, it you, sh you gotta prepare for that too. I mean, you definitely want to make sure you got a container that uh, holds all the babies in. Uh, we've known plenty of people that have had OBT member, uh, what was his name, Michael? He had uh, OBTs all over his house mm -hmm. in 2020. Yeah, I just, I literally just had feather legs out of my house like this year. Right, you just had feather legs. I've had <laughs> OBTs out before. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if you get an egg sac as a surprise from like an, a wild caught specimen or something that may have been bred or, or you bred and forgot about it. I don't know if you get an egg sac and, and a surprise and you, you know, you're not the kind of person that wants to take it and incubate it and you want to definitely seal up your cage. <laughs> 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 and, uh, make sure the babies can't get out, you know? And I, don't, you know? And, and, and I don't, and I wasn't expecting them to be done that fast. I don't know if calcium skips a step or something or what. I just missed it. I don't know. I was not, Kind of like OBTs, and I think, um, uh, I mean, pink toes, yeah, pink toes, OBTs, and uh, I forget the other one I was thinking of, but they only take a couple of months. Usually. Yeah, like, yeah it was quick. 60 days, maybe 65 days. It was yeah, really quick. The first, yeah, they go, from egg with, uh, they go from eggs to eggs with legs pretty fast in the process, and then it, it just keeps going after that. It doesn't take as long. The, the larger species, like... Uh, Theraphosostermi and uh, uh, Pamphobedius uh, zenestis, they, they take a lot longer, especially to go from first instar to second instar. It is painstakingly slow. And so <laughs> she, she had, you know, did the whole, you know, stationary sack on the wall. So, you know, I just figured I just, you know, left it there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two or three of them left in the tank with mom and the rest of them were out and about. <laughs> Right, and then I've done things uh, like uh, uh, Salmopius cambridgi. I, uh, I I generally at the, at the at this time I usually pulled all the egg sacs. I don't want to deal with trying to separate them out of a cage because you have to you know do a lot of uh, seek and destroy to find these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, I I I was gonna pull it, and I, I looked at it. And I had to go to work in the morning, and I should have just pulled it, and put it in an incubator real quick, and then went to work. But I. I looked at her. I'm like, eh, I'll do it when I get home. So I got home, and then I didn't get home till late. <laughs> By the time I got in there, she was on the backside of a cork bark, and all uh, the little first instar babies were on there too, and the sack was on the ground. Mm. Every one of them was on the cork bark. She was like over them, like on top of them, over them, and they were spilling. You could see they they had there were so many of them that they were bigger than her and it was just all these little white dots stuck to the uh <laughs> back of the cork park and she's i got a good picture of it too it's a really good picture but yeah it's a i was like oh man <laughs> like and i have to chase them things around in there i mean you know i take mom out it's not that bad it's just that you gotta dig through everything and you, it takes days to find them all basically you always find more in there right well i you found a few to escape lizard. Hmm. Right, right.
Well, all right. So we've covered that. Yeah, and then you know, then there's the fun part of separating the babies, and then uh, you're on your way. <laughs> Generally, uh, you feed them really tiny roaches or crickets, and put one per vial, or maybe two in Brian's case sometimes. <laughs> hey, sometimes it happens, man. <laughs> yeah, and and look, sometimes I can feed the thing for two or three months and and, and not realize that there's two in there. <laughs> yeah, I just got. No, I I've got, done that. I've done well, that too. I'm I'm, Luckily, I'm speaking of something very recent. It's like yesterday, the OBTs I got from you. Oh, you <laughs> got a bonus? I'll see you there. Yeah, you go. and I've been feeding this thing, and there's two of them in there, and I'm like, okay. I'll see you got a bonus. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you should. I separated those from the mom. They 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 were in the mom's cage. So then, uh, you know, I had to chase them through dirt and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they were getting some. You know, they just get all over the place. You're trying to you, you get you shoot one in there and three go in there, and then you got to try to get them. Then all of them come out, and you can't get one in there. And then <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, so I mean that's basically breeding tarantulas. Uh, did we miss anything? Uh, I don't know. I think we even talked about some things twice. So <laughs> I don't think we missed anything. Oh, that could be. Yeah. So. Yeah, we went through the male, the female, the babies. You got to separate one in each vial for sure. And then you can feed them little tiny roaches or crickets. And uh, yeah, some stuff will. Uh, Babies will generally live together for about, well, it depends on the species, but a month to right. two months uh, before they will start cannibalizing and stuff. Uh, when they're second instar, even though they will start eating, uh, some of them won't even eat right away when they're when they're second instar. It'll take them a little bit because they still have a little bit of like yolk inside of them that they're living off of. And then they, uh, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say some of them start cannibalizing pretty quickly. And the other ones don't. Right? They, take, they take a while. They can tolerate each other for a long time. Yeah, that's why I said it depends on the species. I don't know how much information is out there, but I mean, I, I know out of what I've read, what I will and won't leave together too long. <laughs> right. But uh, a lot of the African stuff will stay together for quite a while before yeah. they start canning. You can get like a month to two months out of them. Yeah. You can even feed them together so sometimes um and you don't have if you feed them together though then you want to start separating them pretty soon because once they start eating <laughs> anything that moves could be prey but uh Except for these little two you have a little bit of time you don't have to do <laughs> right you don't you don't want you don't have to and then uh you know if you feed them feed them together there's a lot of different things that'll live together most of it's a lot of work, I think. I think like pokies and stuff like that would be a lot of work. The only thing that truly, truly is communal would be the, uh, um, like balfouris, mono, mono, uh, you know, I've even monocentropus balfouris. I've had customers and good friends tell, uh, still have horror stories with some of those too, just recently, actually. Really? Yeah. I never hear too many horror stories with those. I've just, Encounter like two, uh, two different guy on people. YouTube, Dark Den. Wow. And one of them was a very good friend, so I don't know. <laughs> I know it happened. <laughs> and they had lived together for a long time, uh. but uh, you know, and then she thought there were there was still like five of them, and then it was just one. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was just one big one. 
<laughs> uh, were they juveniles or babies? No, no, they were big. They had lived together. They raised oh, together. They were, big. They, were, they were big, yeah. They, well, they weren't, you know, mature adults, but they were big, you know. Oh. Huh. I wonder. Hmm, I don't know. That's weird. I wonder what, what would have would cause that. Don't know. Wasn't my, I've never I've never kept them together, so I don't know. Well, that's a good one for another episode. Yeah, I can I can try to get more information from them. Yeah, and we can do research on the internet and find out about other stuff. And then there's like I know there's YouTubers who have uh, that one Dark Den guy. He's got a big uh, Bafori communal, and he adds them at different sizes. He adds babies, juveniles, and adults into the uh, colony, which is pretty cool. So you think we're done with this? Uh, I'm, I'm happy. You're happy? I'm happy. I'm happy. So, uh, okay, well, thanks for listening. This has been Breeding Tarantulas. I'm Brian. I'm John. And this is the Tarantula, the tarantula Way. way. <laughs>